Haiti, a country with an incredibly rich history with a very exciting cultural tapestry is facing a humanitarian crisis, or so we've been told. The United Nations last year uh, told the Security Council, at least the Deputy Secretary General of the UN told the Security Council that Haiti is facing the worst human rights and humanitarian crisis because very specifically, according to what she had said, gang violence is paralyzing the country. It's obstructing the freedom of movement of people, goods, and humanitarian aid. And it also did something which typically happens in countries that are politically unstable. It fueled a resurgence of illnesses such as cholera. There's increased food insecurity and unimaginable levels uh, of hunger. Displacement is a key feature of this. 155,000 people are displaced and disrupted the education of thousands of children in Haiti. And so what happened earlier this month is that the International Rescue Committee of the United Nations had placed Haiti on the 2023 emergency watch list for the top 10 politically unstable country uh, for violence, gang violence, rising food insecurity and disease outbreaks, uh, pointing to that. Joanna LeBlanc is with us. She's part of the National Security Law and Foreign Affairs Legal. She's a National Security Law and Foreign Affairs Legal Expert. She served at some point as the Senior Foreign Policy Advisor to the Haitian government. Joanna, thank you so much for your time this evening. Really, really do appreciate it. Is that a correct description and characterization of the state of Haiti at the moment, or are there critical features I'm getting wrong? Um, first and foremost, uh, thank you so much for um, for the invitation to speak on such pertinent matter um, um, and, and, and for your viewers in South Africa to have an, an, an understanding and perspective as to what is happening in the first republic, um, the first black republic in the world, which gained its independence in 1804 um, through a bloody revolution with France. I want to put that in, into context. Uh, but currently, um, the unfortunate reality is that um, it's been almost two years since the assassination of former President Jovenel Moïse in the country um, still lacks a democratically elected government. Um, Haiti has fallen into a more profound political uncertainty um, since 2021. Um, there is no elected um, president, no legislators, no mayors um, or mayors. Um, the people in Haiti of Haiti are being terrorized, uh, raped, uh, murdered and kidnapped daily by emboldened gangs financed and supported by um, powerful elites, unfortunately. And, and over the past um, several um, months, uh, we've seen the pervasive um, insecurity, which has resulted in massive protest um, against the government's um, um, complicity and, and failures to, to protect citizens. And, and obviously the, the issue of, of high inflation is also of concern um, so so the, 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 the insecurity issue in Haiti has certainly, without a shadow of a doubt, um, crippled um, the country's ability to receive humanitarian assist assistance and provide um, services to the country's um, most um, vulnerable. Um, for example, um, Haiti has been grappling with uh, food, the food crisis for the past five years. Um, we're talking about some four point nine million people, nearly 47% of the population, are currently facing acute uh, food insecurity, including 1.3 million living in an emergency um, situation. So, so the gangs in Haiti currently are blocking major infrastructure, major roads um, that, um, that prevent certain 
entities or organizations to get to the to, to the to the citizens and provide them with humanitarian assistance. Yeah, uh, I, I need you to explain to me, uh, Joanna, when you say there are no mayors, no lawmakers, and no representatives, do you mean that as a hyperbole, or is that actually the case? That is unfortunately the actual case. Um, all of their terms expired. Um, and um, elections has not been able to take place um, because of the insecurity crisis yeah. in the country. Um, and and with the, in case of, of the president, after his assassination, um, his term was supposed to have been up by February 7th of, uh, of, of, of this year. But unfortunately, after the assassination, well, some actually debated that his term had actually ended before his assassination, but that's another conversation. So now we only have a prime minister, um, de facto prime minister running the country with a cabinet. So there's no parliament. There's there's no oversight on what is happening right. in the country right now. Right. When did their term expire? Um, the, some of their terms expired um, about two years ago, and there were, there were 10 senators that their terms actually expired. I believe um, late last year or early this year. So there were 10, 10 senators left in the country as elected officials, uh, but their term expired. So as of today, no elected official in the country, all of their terms expired. And we have not been able, the country has not been able to organize free, fair, transparent, and inclusive elections um, because of, of the insecurity. And, and, and to give you an example, um, I, I work with, with an organization called uh, the Haiti Renewal uh, Alliance. It's, it's an organization that provides um, um, provides disaster relief to the people of Haiti in time of need. And they have sent uh, 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 um, several goods to Haiti and, and they are caught on the ship, can't even get them off the ship to the people who need them the most. So that is an, an, another example because the ship, um, the, the ports are being blocked by insecure by 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 um, by 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 powerful gangs in the country and also another thing to to take into consideration is is the fact that um haiti does not um have um an active military um it was disbanded um under the presidency of um of of jean bertrand aristide who actually went into exile in south africa um, um so now the country has an active a police force which um, does not have the capacity to fight off the gangs because the gang yeah. members have even more sophisticated weapons than the Haitian National My Police goodness. itself. And you have a situation where um, gang members have infiltrated the Haitian National Police and there's a high level of kidnappings all across the country. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask this bluntly. Uh, is Haiti a failed state? Unfortunately, as of today, Haiti is certainly a failed state. Um, the, the, no institution is, is working in the country right now. Um, the people does not have access to resources. Um, you, you have an, a GDP per capita at 1,200, which I think may be even lower today. Um, you don't have, um, you, 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 you know, the, none of the institutions are functioning properly. Um, there is a lack of hope that exists in the eyes and in the spirit of the Haitian people currently, um, because of, 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 of the insecurity and the, and the chronic instability that exists in the country currently. Um, but yes, unfortunately, the first black republic um, in the Western hemisphere in the world is a failed state as of today. 
Give us a call if you have any comments on the 086-000-2032. It is 086-000-2032. I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. We're going to take a quick break. We continue the conversation on the other side of this. You are listening to Oliver Dixon on the Station of the Year. I'm in conversation with Johanna LeBlanc, who is uh, the national security law and who's a national security law and foreign affairs legal expert, having served on the uh, as a senior f- foreign policy advisor to the Haitian government. Johanna, before we went to the break, there I asked you if Haiti is a failed state. All of it has to do with gang violence and gangs controlling the country. Is there an, a particular history to Haiti's gang violence and gangs controlling communities? How did it come to this moment? You know, what, what, what's interesting is that, um, you know, I, I'm from Haiti myself. I was born in the Republic of Haiti, left at the age of nine, came to America in pursuit of better economic opportunities like most immigrants in this country. Um, the notion of this level of insecurity that exists in the country currently, it's something that we've never seen before, not at this level, um, to the point where um, folks are getting kidnapped, right? Um, and kidnapping is the norm in Haiti currently. Um, and, and the numbers of people who are being kidnapping, kidnapped um, is, is, is quite high. Um, and we're, we're talking about, you know, streets are being blocked, major infrastructures are being blocked um, so that folks cannot get access to resources. Um, and not only kidnapping, we're talking about the, the, the murders that are taking place in the country as well. And the lack of regard for life and the lack of respect and the lack of dignity for living for the for, for the for human beings that currently exist in the country currently it's something that we have never seen before um and 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 there's been um, numerous reports by various human rights organizations um indicating that um the gangs are, are financed by um by powerful elites in the country unfortunately um and and, and also what's important for you all to understand is that um, the Republic of IET does not manufacture weapons. So you, you would not find a, a weapon factory in Haiti because there's been an arms embargo that was imposed on Haiti decades ago. Um, so a lot of these weapons are coming from other parts of the world. And unfortunately, a lot of them are coming out of the ports in Miami, Florida, in the United, from the United States, unfortunately. Um, so, so, so this level of insecurity that we're seeing, it's, it's not common, it's, yeah. it's in common, uh, which is why Congress has actually, um, some members of Congress have actually ri- written uh, letters to the, administ- to the Biden administration asking the Biden administration to do something about the illegal flow of weapons into the Republic of Haiti that is ravaging the country and its people. Yeah, notwithstanding the illegal supply or flow of weapons into the country and and the White House being able to do something about that, typically when a country go- goes through such political instability, its its geopolitical partners in the region stand up and try and do something. Right? What's happening in the region? Is the government of Jamaica saying anything? Is the government of the the Dominican Republic is uh, Puerto Rico, uh, well, which is United States territory effectively? But are the regional partners doing anything to try and subvert the political instability in Haiti? You have organizations such as CARICOM, right, which is a body uh, that represents all of the Caribbean um, nations, and you have the Organization of American States as well, right, which represents, uh, which is a body that represents all of the countries in, in Latin America, which Haiti is a member to both CARICOM and 
the Organization of American States. Uh, but what we're seeing is that, for example, Jamaica did um, announce recently that um, it is willing to provide security assistance to the Republic of Haiti, such as working um, in a lot, working uh, in close really in in close proximity with the Haitian National Police um, to better equip them so that they can fight they can fight the gangs in, in, in Haiti. And so that's on the table. Um, but in terms of um, other nations within the region, um, I, 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 I can't say for certain. Um, and, and there's also an issue of cost, right? A lot of these nations are going through their own um, challenges. Even Jamaica, for example, it's going through its own um, um, gang-related um, violence in, in, its con- in, in, in the country. Um, so some are, are asking, how is it that um, certain countries will be able to provide assistance to the Republic of Haiti when they too face their own issues? And, and, and when we look at the United States of America, for example, um, the issue of gun violence, it's, it's, one of the, um, it's one of the top concerns here in America right now. Um, you know, the, the, the killing of, 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 of folks, you know, you, you see there's a, a, a number of people who just get up and, and start shooting, right, um, and, and, and killing others yeah. use, using guns because they have access to, to guns, right? Um, so, so, so there's a, a much broader conversation even here in the United States. So if the United States is not even able to address its own gun issues, how is it that it's going to be able to address the gun issues in the Republic of IET, right, and among other things? But what the United States has done, however, the U.S. has imposed sanctions on, uh, on elected officials that are believed to uh, be working with these various gang groups um, to create yeah. the instability in the country and also sanction those um, who, ha- who are in- 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 involved in corrupt acts, including um, Canada recently imposed sanctions on the former president of, of the Republic of Haiti, um, Michel Martini. Yeah. Uh, perhaps let me ask this. What does help look like? You know, it, it, it is a it is a, a very um, nuanced question you, you just asked. And as someone who who's worked um, for the Haitian government, have worked with the United States government and for the United States government, um, for me, uh, I think this is this is this is an opportunity, right, for the United States to get it right, right. Some of the policies that have come out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue have severely undermine the country's um, development, peace and prosperity, right? Yeah. So now is an opportunity to get it right. And, and, I, and I think we need to have an, an economic plan, right? To wipe out, first and foremost, wipe out Haiti's debt. The IMF should cancel all of Haiti's debt completely, right? Um, that's that's first step. And I think that, um, that you know, a lot of folks will, will argue the same thing for most African countries as well. But let's wipe out Haiti's debt and allow Haiti a fresh start and pump funds uh, uh, um, funds into the country's economy um, and, and attract investors, right? To build, um, to, um, um, to, to, so that we can create jobs um, for, the, for the people of Haiti. Because the humanitarian assistance that we've been providing um, is not working, right? Because we yeah. ask ourselves, with all of the aid that Haiti has received over the, since its independence, right? Um, how come Haiti has not reached a, a, a certain level of financial prosperity as, as a state? Well, let me give you an example. For every dollar that goes to Haiti, when, when we look at humanitarian assistance, 
90 cents come right back to Washington. The country itself My only goodness. gets 10%, yeah. 10 cents of the country of, of, of the of the money. So we have to re re-strategize and reframe what assistance means to Haiti. And it cannot be business as usual because the country is in a dire state. I mean, you have my people leaving the country in mass numbers, um, you know, migrating um, to other countries in the region like Brazil, like Dominican Republic, uh, the Bahamas, and, and so on. And even here in the United States, you have folks um, coming, trying to cross the border illegally because they they want to flee the country because there's just no hope and no opportunities um, to 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 be a to be a productive member of, of society. Yeah, thank you so much for this conversation and for your insights on this, Joanna LeBlanc, who. Um, the, the, again, very important conversation, and I hope that the world starts taking notice of this um, and starts making the necessary calls to be able to bring assistance uh, to the Republic of Haiti. Uh, your insights have been incredibly invaluable. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good one. That brings us to the end of that conversation. We're going to take uh, the news right now. On the other side of that, it is the open line. Give me a call. What is on your mind this evening? The number to dial is 86 2032086 I'm also going to take your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614104107. 0614104107. Tweet me. It is at Oliver underscore speaking on Twitter, Oliver Dixon on Facebook. Anything goes, you get to set the agenda. It's 11 o'clock. Normal Mandela has your news.